Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. Mike Pursuta, along with Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. We are getting you ready for the NFL Draft position by position, breaking down uh, the prospects we like and uh, in each instance, also a sleeper that we've got our eyes on. I want to remind you before we get started today that all of these videos will be shared on Steelers.com, the Steelers mobile app, and the Steelers official YouTube page. Uh, the audio can be heard on the Triple Take podcast and also on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, you can subscribe to that aforementioned Triple Take podcast wherever you download your favorite on-demand audio content. Guys, we've been having a lot of fun uh, during these sessions and linebackers, inside linebackers up today. I find it, uh, well, I'm not going to say fascinating, but more interesting than I suspected. And Dale, wasn't it just a couple of years ago uh, we were looking at the draft and everybody was saying, well, if you want an inside linebacker, you got to get one of the Devons. You got to get one of the Devons. There's only two guys. Uh, there's more than two guys this year. Yeah, there's there. I mean, really, if you look at this draft um, and this is the way college football is going, you see a lot of these, you know, six foot, six, one, six, two, 230 pound guys that can run and cover and hit and do all these things. I think everybody's taking their, uh, you know, the, the guys that they would have had at running back guys that they would have had at, uh, you know, maybe they're a little balked up receivers and they're, they're turning them into, uh, you know, linebackers and safeties. And, you know, they, these guys got to be able to cover and they can all do that. Um, you know, there's a couple of freakish, you know, throwback type guys as well that are the bigger type that, that can still move. But a lot of these guys are, are, you know, in that six foot six one range, but they can run and, and cover and do all these things. And it's deep it goes deep into the draft, you know, three, four rounds deep with these guys. So really interesting position. Matt, yeah, I, this is a, a factor in, you know, it's the way college football is being played, right? You, you got to find these guys. So they are either finding them or developing them, but it's the NFL that's going to benefit. Yeah. I mean, speed's the key, obviously. I mean, you see in the college ranks, so many spread formations that these guys have to drop into coverage, play in space, and that's absolutely translating to the NFL. Um, you know, you mentioned Devin and Devin. You watch the Super Bowl. You watch those two Bucks linebackers flying around and the difference they make. You know, there's an old adage that, you know, if you're if you're slow at the Mike linebacker position, you have a slow defense. If you're if you're fast there, you have a fast defense. And uh, teams are trading up for linebackers and drafting them fa uh, higher if you can get, get a guy that never leaves the field. Let's, uh, let's get right to our top five, and then we'll get to the sleepers last, Matt. We'll keep it with you to lead things off. Who's your number five? I had a hard time narrowing it down, to be honest with you. When I dug into this position, there was maybe 10 guys I thought were worthy of, of a top five type of standard. So I left some good ones off. I went with Nick Bolton out of Missouri as my fifth guy. Super solid. I mean, I thought he was really good in all areas. Playmaker. Didn't jump off the page in any one specific spot, but I thought he was really safe, really solid, really productive. Yeah, I, I had him at four, Matt. Uh, mm. I have Jamin Davis uh, from Kentucky at five. Uh, I think Bolton's a little more polished than Davis. Uh, Davis is just a one-year starter. But, man, 6'4", 234, uh, moves well. Uh, you know, just made play after play this year. This was really his only year as a, a full-time starter, though. Can get his hands on the ball. He had three interceptions this year. Does a lot of great stuff. And, again, that, that size is intriguing at this position uh, when you have that 6'4 frame you would think that he could easily get up to 240, 245 and still maintain a lot of that speed. 
Yeah, I had him actually at four, mostly because of the height difference, just because he's kind of a rare tight end matchup maybe at the next level. I'll go with uh, a third different choice for number five. I went with uh, Jabril Cox from LSU, uh, a guy who I like in terms of his trajectory. North Dakota State initially, and everybody knows by now how good a program that is at its level. Then he steps up in class, six and a half sacks uh, at LSU. And uh, I think he's one of those guys that's got a lot of athleticism, a lot of versatility. And the arrow is pointing up, as a wise man likes to say around here. So uh, he's my number five. My number four is, uh, and I'm probably going to butcher the name, but Matt, it's my turn to butcher names. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah Owasu Koromoa from Notre Dame. Did you I say well. that right? Owasu uh, Koromoa. Another, another relatively lighter uh, stick and move kind of guy that, uh, that, that has the, the ability to get around the field and can be a chess piece. And isn't everybody looking for chess pieces? Dale, let's uh, double back and uh, – Talk about uh, your number four a little bit. Yeah, Bolton, uh, a two-year starter at Missouri. He's young. He's just 21 years old. Uh, To your point about Cox, Mike, he's already 23. That's why I kind of pushed him down a little bit on my my board here. Because of the transfer, uh, he's a little bit of an older prospect here. But, you know, when you look at Bolton, um, just as as Matt said with him, um, really does – you really have to work hard to find holes in his game. Um, He does everything pretty well. Um, you know, just a little bit undersized when it comes, he's six foot two thirty two. Not that that's a, you know, completely undersized in today's, you know, what we're seeing come out of here, but uh, really good football player. You know, he could easily, uh, these guys could go in any order. That's the crazy mm-hmm. thing about this. I mean, it just depends on what you're looking for. Matt, uh, you and I are uh, somewhat on the same page as uh, we take a look at your number four, uh, Jamin Davis from Kentucky. Yeah, and, and Dale mentioned him earlier. I, I love the height, the length, the tackle radius, the the long arms, the ability to disrupt passing lanes. Still a somewhat of a moldable piece of clay, but that clay is really athletic, and there's a lot of traits there. Had a really good year, his one year as a starter, as Dale mentioned. Um, there, there's, there's work to be done there, but I think he's a modern-day pass coverage guy that plays the run pretty well for despite as tall as he is. Yeah, a couple of things that jumped out when I was looking at him, and he's my number three, by the way. Well, did I pronounce that right? Is it uh, Jamin or Jamin? I think it's Jamin. I think it's Jamin, yeah. All right, let's go with Jamin Davis. 85-yard uh, pick six against Tennessee. And, oh, by the way, somersaulted into the end zone at the end of it. That was kind of fun. <laughs> and I saw him take the ball away in the run game as well as the, the passing game. And he's he can, active. He can catch it. He can get up there and stick you and, and pry it out or pop it out. Uh, just looks like a guy that is doing all the things at the college level that they're going to want people to do at the professional level. Matt, uh, you got the Notre Dame kid at number three. And uh, Dale, you went with the guy we haven't talked about yet, but we are going to a lot, uh, Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. He is living on Tulsa time, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he fills up uh, the entire stat sheet. And he is, again, when, when, you, when we talk about the different sizes of these guys, this is about as big of an inside linebacker as you could find in today's football. Uh, 6'4", 260, uh, but had 54 tackles, four sacks, four interceptions in eight games in 2020. You do have to wonder a little bit about the, the competition level, but, I mean, he just makes plays on all over the field. Uh, I, I kind of look at him a little bit like the kid the Cowboys drafted a couple of years ago, um, whose name always seems to escape. Leighton Van Der Esch. Yeah, Van Der Esch. Yeah. They're, they're kind of a similar size. They both played, uh, you know, small uh, school football in high school. So Collins was a, he, he played, uh, you know, 
quarterback. He played linebacker. He played safety in high school. Could you imagine this guy playing safety in high school? Um, you know, so he's, he's, he's had the, the ability to play all over the place you know, coming from a small school uh, in high school. And, uh, you know, that kind of shows up with some of the stuff that he does on tape. He still moves like a smaller man. I like Collins a lot. I, I had him at two. Um, you know, you mentioned Vander Esch. I saw some Brian Erlacher even, who also had a safety background, or Jamie Collins or Anthony Barr, some of these guys that maybe could be a 3-4 outside linebacker type too, rushes the passer well off the edge. Uh, as we mentioned with Davis, has some tight end matchup traits, you know, the 6-4, 6-5 receivers that you see now or the big slot receivers, moves really well in space, highly productive and doesn't seem to lose the leverage battle all that much with, you know, taking on bigger blockers. Yeah, I got uh, Collins is my number two. Mm-hmm. What really amazed me about him, 260 pounds, and he looks svelte. I mean, he looks like there's very little body fat. He just carries 260 like he was meant to carry 260. Uh, we talked about the 85-yard pick six a moment ago. Um Collins had an 86-yard pick six, uh, beating uh, Davis by a yard. He did it in double overtime against Tulane, and when he got to the end zone, he didn't look tired. Uh, this guy just <laughs> he rode the green the wave into the end zone, Mike. Huh? He rode the green wave into the end zone. He did, um, but he he looks like he could go all day and all night if he had to. Just uh, one of these uh, natural athlete-looking kind of guys that that really brings a wallop. Uh, it's interesting. We've been kind of bouncing up and down with where we've got these guys slotted. But Matt, number one is number one is number one. Yeah. yeah. Michael Parsons from Penn state. I'm sure a lot of people around here have seen him throughout his career. Although he opted out this past season. I mean, that's like the only negative I can come up with on the guy is he opted out this past season. So where is he now? His tape is very impressive. Um, we, we had some comps before talking about some of these linebackers, Kind of has that Dante Hightower feel to him, but more athletic, in my opinion. Better pass rusher. I've heard some of these draft nicks say if he would have just been an edge and just came off the off the edge as a pass rusher, maybe he'd be at the top of the list of the edge group as well. I could see that. Uh, he's a little unrefined, but, man, there are some unbelievable traits. I mean, he's a downhill thumper, great in space, does it all. Yeah, I like him a lot as well, and there's, you know, there's a lot to like. Uh, if you look back at the – his final season at Penn State in 2019, he had 109 tackles, five sacks, uh, 15 of those tackles for, were for a loss. He plays behind the line of scrimmage or on the other side of the line of scrimmage. And really, I mean, that's what you, you know, you want those linebackers who can, who can make plays for you on both sides of that, uh, of that line of scrimmage and, and at all three levels. And, and really, you know, when you looked at all these guys and there were, I mean, we could have easily put eight other guys on this top five list. They all do this. It's crazy. This is as deep an inside linebacker group as I can remember seeing in a long time. Yeah, Dale, a couple of those tackles you mentioned uh, by by Parsons in the backfield against J.K. Dobbins and Justin Fields. There's no uh, degree of difficulty or level of competition concerns. <laughs> uh, the guys who are either already in the league doing good things or are about to become guys who are entering the league and poised to do good things. He's done it to them. Uh, really, really fun to watch this guy. Uh, cracked me up. I was watching uh, the Michigan game from a couple of years ago. And at one point, Chris Fowler just blurts out, 
is he playing fast or what? Like, <laughs> well, you know, he looks fast against Michigan, right, Mike? Well, right. But I mean, Fowler's been Fowler's done this before, and he was just taken aback by how well the guy was playing. And uh, I was there with him. Um, I think my comp for Parsons is Jefferson from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. What, what round do you think he's going to go in? Yeah, tackle by Jefferson. Yes. Yeah, medical Jefferson. questions. He doesn't have his car. He won't be able to get to the to the facility. Uh, let's go to our sleepers. Um, I'll lead it off because I got a guy who's pretty sleepy, but I like him anyway. And he might not be anything more than a special teams player, but you need those two. Uh, Grant Stewart of Houston. He's got the long red hair. You can't miss him. Reminds me of Demata Pecco. I think that's why I like him. But uh, they were loving this guy at the Senior Bowl. And uh, he's considered a guy who is going to find a way to stay in the league for a long time because he plays a thousand miles an hour on teams. And hey, you need that. Yeah. And that's, you know, when you get to these later round guys, Mike, um, you know, especially the inside linebackers, they are going to be special teams stars, or at least they better be. And my guy is Garrett Wallow out of TCU. Uh, Matt and I have talked a lot about him on the drive. He always seems to be there for us in that sixth, seventh round. And uh, he's a converted safety. Uh, but he's 6'2", 224 pounds. He's pretty good in coverage, uh, good timing on his blitzes. And you'd like to see him bulk up a little bit, but he can play some teams for you while he does that. And uh, I think he's a nice sleeper. Yeah, in that vein, I went with a, a guy from your favorite school, Mikey, the Michigan Wolverine, Cameron McGrone. Uh, fast, you know, he's all over the field, can be a little out of control, but plays really hard. Looks like a stud special teamer as he learns if he's going to get it or not. We'll see. But he replaced I mean, that's Devin what you Bush. look for. Yeah. He's Devin Bush's replacement. So, yeah, right. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Some different names uh, on all of our lists. And I, I just, I was really surprised how deep this position was. Um, yeah, good... You haven't heard the people, the, the, the draft analysts talking as much about that. It's, oh, this is deep in tackles, it's deep yeah. in receivers, it's deep in linebackers. I mean, yeah, really. right. and this is what we're seeing, right? You're getting more quarterbacks, more receivers, more tackles, and now more inside linebackers, guys that, that can deal with all of those guys. And uh, it's good news for teams that are looking to upgrade their defense because uh, help uh, could well be on the way. Uh, I want to remind everyone you can catch these videos on Steelers.com, the Steelers mobile app, and the Steelers official YouTube page. Uh, the audio can also uh, be accessed on the triple take podcast and on Steelers nation radio, you can subscribe to the triple take podcast, wherever you download your favorite on demand audio content. We will be coming back at you again sooner rather than later with another position preview in advance of the upcoming NFL draft. Uh, until then for Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley, I'm Mike Pursuta. You've been listening to the NFL draft triple take presented by UPMC. <laughs>